Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Sustainability. We hear a lot of talk about it, but what does it really mean, especially to those of us living in Northumberland? In its most simple sense, being sustainable means something can exist or go on for a long time. It doesn't necessarily mean it will grow. It might or it might not. It's not a flash in the pan. It's not about the short term. It is also something that is positive. On this week's show, we hear two different stories about sustainability. The first story is about the lofty kitchen from my good colleague Mark Cowan. He will tell us a story about a business in Colborne that opened right at the beginning of the pandemic. It is a story that has more twists and turns than a classical opera. Yet it is a story about trying to build a sustainable business model when everything around you is changing constantly. It is quite an amazing tale of facing challenges, but never giving up. Here is Mark Cowan, host of Focus on Business Northumberland, with a full-length interview with the founder of Lofty Kitchen, Marie Miller. She is sharing her story about starting a business during a pandemic. Today we're going to focus on the Lofty Kitchen, and I have on the phone with me Marie Miller. Hello, Marie. Hi, Mark. So this is a new venture in Colburn, correct? It is, yes. We opened Lofty Kitchen uh, January 3rd. So that's this past January. Yes. So this past January, we opened up our retail location. Um, We started off our business ventures last March. So the week the pandemic was announced, we were set to launch Lofty Butter Company, um, which uh, is a small batch cultured butter producer company. And we were launching and supposed to be in person at the Warkworth Maple Syrup Festival Uh, which in turn was canceled because of the pandemic. Okay, so that's a lot to digest. Indulge me here and let me walk through what you went through so that everybody can understand what the process has been. In the beginning, you and I'm going to assume a partner or a couple of partners had an idea for a business. Yes, so it started late in 2019. I was filling out an application with the Business and Entrepreneur Center of Northumberland for a Women's and Entrepreneurship Grant. I was filling out the application for a totally unrelated business, but just didn't feel like it was speaking to me. So one day, while I was sitting at the computer, I called up my husband and said, maybe we should start a butter company. Uh, just because earlier that year I had just had an interest in making small batch dairy at home. So I filled out the application. That night I made a logo, filled out the application, and submitted it. And 
that was complete with a business plan outlining the expenses of what we imagined would happen in 2020, a hundred market and in-person events that we would set up our shop at. And, um, and I got the grant through the women's entrepreneur program to start this business. Fast forward to February, we're doing test batches, things like that, all in anticipation for our big launch at the Workworth Maple Syrup Festival. Um, so the week of the festival, we made 75 units of butter ready to sell. And the Friday morning that we were supposed to go set up our booth, we got the email saying that it was canceled. So, And it was canceled because of the changes brought forth by the pandemic and the provincial government doing uh, a complete shutdown, correct? Yes, yes. So that Friday they had announced that it was officially a pandemic situation and the following Monday the kids weren't going back to school and everything was on lockdown at that point. So what did you do after you stopped sobbing in the corner? (laughs) I sobbed for maybe 15 minutes and then I was like, okay, we've got to to do something. So over the previous two and a half months, I had really been intentional with creating interest in a community on Instagram. So I went into the Instagram stories and said, hey, everybody. Our event has been canceled, and we have a whole bunch of butter that we don't want to go to waste. So we are going to do a flash Instagram sale. Um, We'll do free delivery across Northumberland and Peterborough. Just please buy these products, and we will deliver them to your home. And within eight hours, we were sold out. We had, (laughs) yeah, that was kind of our first step in this weird and wonderful and complicated e-commerce world that we were not anticipating doing in the beginning, but that has actually, you know, worked in our favor and has been very successful for us. So in the true image of when life hands you lemons, make lemonade, you went out and did that very thing. Yes. (laughs) Good for you. Now, you were planning on starting a butter company now you've got yourself thinking okay we're not only making butter but now we got to figure out how we're going to sell it what was the next step yeah so you know we spent the summer and the fall um driving around doing home deliveries of our products we had partnered up with at one point i think it was 12 other small businesses to be pickup locations for us Um, So legislation does not permit third-party sellers of our products, so we had to make sure that people were buying them directly from us and we were getting them their products in whatever way we we had to. And we also did a few farmer's markets during the summer, but we, we just saw an opportunity to open up a shop that had very carefully and intentionally curated products that we love, food and beverage, because we have so many friends in the food and beverage industry that we're also kind of struggling along throughout the year trying to make things work and trying to find ways to stay in business and continue getting their their products to people. So we decided 
to open up shop, and we started working on a small uh, retail location in Colburn in November, and then we were set to open. We were planning on early in December, but things kept getting pushed back, and then at the end of December, that's when the second lockdown came. So we were kind of a little bit deflated, wondering how on earth we were going to do this. Let but, me let me get the let me get this straight and set the table here. You had one business that you wanted to open that was basically squashed because of the pandemic, the first wave of the lockdown. Right. So you figure out a way to bob and weave through that and actually survive and continue on and develop a brand new concept of what you're going to do. You're ready to open that. Enter shutdown number two. Right. <laughs> so are you starting to get a complex here at some point saying, what's going on? Oh, gosh, I don't think so. I feel like it just made us reach for for other skills that we had developed over the previous nine months. <laughs> your, re- your resilience is amazing. So you, here you are at the beginning of January and you're unsure whether you're going to be able to open up the second business that you're trying to get off the ground. Yeah. And so as an essential business, we have been able to just open our doors and welcome people into the space. Because food is involved, correct? Right. Because we are, we're eventually going to open up the cafe side of things, but right now we are just a food um, grocers. So we have always been able to open, um, but typically it's myself and my husband and our two-year-old daughter that are at the store. So in order to keep ourselves healthy and my daughter healthy and safe and the community at large, we just decided to do things a little bit differently until we felt it was safe enough for us to proceed as like a throwing the doors open and letting people come in and enjoy our space the way that we want them to and envision them being able to enter the lofty kitchen yes and that opens in january how's that been going uh well you know i just feel like we were really blessed with learning the skills and figuring out the navigation of running lofty butter company for 2020 so it was a really easy implementation of doing online orders. So we opened up as just online orders and curbside pickup and then have been doing a phased in approach of allowing people to come into our space and purchase in different ways. Just in the last month, we have switched the format to allow people to actually step inside our store and from, I call it our general store, like old, tiny general store way of distance shopping. It's like so, a country store, right? Yeah. So we have tables set up at the door that people stand behind and they can view the products that are on the shelves. And if they have questions about them or want to know ingredients or just get a closer look, we can bring it over to them. But for the most part, people just stand there and do their shopping. We pack things up for them. They do their tap or their cash payment, and we go to the back and get our clean change. And it's just 
really working, which has surprised me and shocked me beyond belief that it's actually working. (laughs) So two businesses in under two years, is there a possibility as we move forward, business number three of a cafe to expand on this opens up? Well, we we are going to eventually be serving hot drinks and more uh, in-house baking, things like that. We actually rent the unit that is adjoined to our shop, and we are going to be transforming that space into a commercial kitchen. That way we can keep all of our butter production under one roof, and we can utilize our buttermilk and our butter and our creme fraiche in our own baking that we can sell to the public, and then also offer hot drinks and things like that. So it is coming, but we still need to get plumbing. We need to get things set up. And also, I'm just not ready to make that next step yet. Um, What have you been doing? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's something we didn't even touch on was the actual production of the butter. The initial plan was to do it all in Colburn at the Keeler Center, correct? Right. That was supposed to kind of be our our hub for production. My in-laws live in Colburn, so it was easy to just kind of drop our daughter off, run over to the kitchen, do the production. Our production is not a quick thing to do. So in order for us to churn 20 liters and make eight kilograms of butter, it takes around six hours from start to finish. Uh, Once the lockdown happened, all use of any community center was not allowed, so we weren't able to produce at the Keeler Center for quite some time. And thankfully, we do have a friend who owns a kitchen in Peterborough, owns a restaurant, and because her services had really been impacted, she cut down to only being open three evenings a week, she offered up her space to us for us to actually continue production. So in the moment when our initial kitchen closed and, oh no, just thinking, how are we going to keep pressing forward? We were really thankful that this other opportunity came up for us to continue growing our business and to make it what it it became over the months. And then you're going to look at producing the butter in Colburn in the other half of the building that you're renting right now? Yes. So that is the long range. Which in your your life, long range means longer than tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. It will will take a little bit longer than tomorrow. So right now the space is just a blank canvas. It doesn't have any plumbing. It doesn't have anything done. It's really kind of a storage space for our food products and under construction for eventual work to make it into what I'm envisioning, a really beautiful kitchen, um, a home-style commercial kitchen instead of a very industrial-looking one so that we can open up the space and possibly have people come in who are looking to do photography and cooking that are interested in starting and growing their own food-related businesses and having a really gorgeous spot to do that. Good for you. Uh, one of the things I'd like to touch on is you've got a young family and you're embarking on 
launching a new business in an environment that is not a normal business environment, how did you find the reserves to deal with all of these roadblocks that popped up along the way and keep going forward? I think it's a great story of resilience. I really do. I think, I think it needs. Yeah. I think it needs to be celebrated. Thank you. Um, my husband and I are both both very ambitious and entrepreneurial. Um, so having this not work or a version of our own business not working really wasn't an option for us. Um, in November, my husband was an essential worker from the time the pandemic started until the middle of November. He was a FedEx delivery express driver. So having him go to work every day, putting himself and our family at risk for a business that wasn't ours was very difficult to watch and to have that be our reality. So moving forward and navigating, you know, every roadblock that came up, we just want this so badly for our family and we want it so badly for the community. So since building the business plan and figuring out our ethos and what we stand for and what we stand behind our whole long-term goal is that we are going to be successful so that we can help build our community up and we can use our success in order to help families around us, to help address food insecurities around us, to really be something that's so much bigger than just us and so much bigger than just our butter company or just our store. So I think because we have this really deep-seated belief in what we're doing, there was no other option except to figure out the next step forward and the next step forward and the next step forward. So despite all the challenges and things that could really, you know, leave us feeling like we're defeated, there was no option for defeat. We want this so badly and we want to show our daughter that it's possible to do things and to do hard things, and to get through those things. So that's why we're here. That's how we got here. Is your husband still driving for FedEx? He isn't. So he gave his notice in November, and right when he was done there, that's when the hard work set in to get our storefront shop open. And, you know, he he did so much balancing and working, you know, when he was working full-time, the hours were longer, so he was a part-time employee, but having to work overtime because, you know, the huge increase in deliveries that was happening, and then would come home and we'd go to the kitchen and work on butter until 2 a.m. So um, I'm so thankful for his dedication to growing this dream because, honestly, we wouldn't be here if... If he didn't, you know, burn the candle at both ends and really make it happen. I think it sounds like you're both one heck of a strong entrepreneurial couple, and I salute you both. Thank you. 
I want to give you an opportunity to let everyone listening in Northumberland to know exactly how to get in touch with you, where you're located, and what they need to do to experience the Lofty Butter Company at the Lofty Kitchen, and maybe visit the Lofty Cafe sometime soon. Yes, so you can find our storefront at 25 King Street East in historic downtown Colburn. Uh, You can always give us a call there as well. You can reach us at 905-269-9615, or you can head on to our website, which is www.loftykitchen.ca, and there you can place orders online, you can see what's new, um, you can find out more information about how we're keeping people safe during this time and uh, how to actually shop with us. You can also follow us on social media. So we do post there usually every day. We have a great community there and we share lots of great information, information about our products and our suppliers and the stories behind these incredible people that are making wonderful food products for you. And mostly we're on Instagram. So you can find us there at Lofty Kitchen Market or just type in Lofty Kitchen on Facebook and you can find us there as well. I want to thank you for taking the time to tell us about this incredible journey that you and your husband have been on. And I want to invite the rest of Northumberland County to focus on Lofty Kitchen. That was Mark Cowan, host of Focus on Business Northumberland, and his interview with Marie Miller, founder of the Lofty Kitchen. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.